Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week nine is upon us. We've had a, a couple of kind of quieter, sl- you know, slower weeks with just a few games, but we got the whole band back together with seven games this weekend on the slate, including five conference games. How you doing? You ready to go? Yeah, schedule is definitely a lot better this weekend in terms of quantity of games, I would say. <laughs> Very specifically quantity, because... Uh, Man, there is a uh, there is a stretch here of uh, some conversations that we're going to get to have. It's going to be uh, it's going to be really entertaining. I mean, Boston College is playing UConn, so I mean, <laughs> find a stream for that one. That's all I'll say. And that might not be the worst that we talk about. Yeah, you know, sadly, sadly, you don't even need a stream. It's on CBS Sports Network. Oh, CBS Sports God. Network. God bless the folks on the mothership. Why? If you know, you know. Um, oh. Mike, uh, shall we get started? Shall we jump in? By the way, that's Producer Scott. Thanks, Producer Scott. No problem. Let's do it. Jump in, Mike. Let's do it. Seven games this weekend in the ACC. Uh, Again, five of them conference games. Those will start on Thursday night, 7.30 on ESPN. As the Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike, your Hokies on the road in Raleigh, taking on the somehow still ranked number 24 NC State Wolfpack. NC State a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in a game, Mike, where the total is 40. Uh, <laughs> you guessed, yes, a two-touchdown spread in a game with a total of 40. How do, we, uh, how do we feel about the Hokies' chances going on the road into Raleigh? Miserable. Good. Absolutely. Good mis- yeah, miserable. No, I don't, I don't feel good about this <laughs> at all. No. Um, it's... It's going to be really hard to be quite quite honest with you. It's going to be really hard for me to feel good about really any of Virginia Tech's remaining games. If we're being quite honest about this, um, relatable, which, which is pretty. It's actually pretty funny when you think about it because the one thing I thought coming into the year was you know getting into the month of November that was supposed to be the soft part of Virginia Tech's schedule, right? But now Liberty's better than expected. Duke's better than expected. I know Georgia Tech had the letdown against UVA last week, but like they've been playing better lately. Virginia's terrible, and it's a rivalry game, though, so it's a toss-up. And Virginia Tech's worse than expected, right? So, I mean, I think, mm-hmm. you know, coming into the year, I was thinking, you know, if Virginia Tech, you know, were to win, you know, six games this year, I thought that four of them could come in November. But now I, you know, as we enter the final weekend in October, I think there's a better chance Virginia Tech loses out than wins out. Like if you were to tell me that after this, you know, after this weekend against NC State, like Virginia Tech's got four of their easier games on the schedule, how do you think they they do? Like entering this weekend, I think there's a better chance that Virginia Tech goes zero and four in November than four and zero. So Oof. I don't feel good about this at all. Um, and, and look, I didn't think Virginia Tech had a prayer in this game. 
when Devin Leary was healthy. And now, even though he's not healthy and like Jack Chambers is a starter, I still don't really feel good about this. It's just not a good matchup for Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech, I think, you know, if they want to have success against NC State, they're going to have to run the ball well. That's something that's been like kind of this up and down proposition, right? And like NC State's defensive front, you know, they're ranked pretty high in stuff rate, but they also give up some long runs too. The problem is like Virginia Tech hasn't been hitting home runs in the run game, right? I mean, they're, they've been really struggling to get anything consistent there all year. A lot of the reason why that was the case is because the passing game hasn't been very good. So it's been kind of a total system failure offensively. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, in order for Virginia Tech to be competitive, you know, I'm hoping they change up some stuff in the bye week, right? Which, I mean, there was certainly some evaluation there. I know Brent Pry in his press conference this week said that, you know, Virginia Tech set out this year to be a two tight end, one running back team, just trying to be hard nose and run it down your throat. But then they chose Grant Wells, the the guy who, you know, is, is better kind of outside of the pocket and not really just like sitting back there as a statue. Like, that's your mm-hmm. quarterback. So why... Why did you set out to be a two tight end, one running back team, but then choose Grant Wells to be your starter? <laughs> like I, I feel also, like also what year is it? That that's what I'm saying. Like the, you're not going to outscore. Like this is the this is the era of the spread off. You know, spread offense. Like I don't think you're going to win a lot of games playing like Iowa. I mean, Iowa is not winning a lot of games playing like Iowa. You know, like yeah. That's base twelve like, personnel is not really the the move right now in college football. We'll say. Yeah, so I, that's Brent Pry and his Big Ten roots. I just don't think that was a wise decision, and now I think Virginia Tech's offense is is worse off for it. So I don't know. I think that was a total miscalculation by the coaching staff. But in in terms of this game, like I feel like Virginia Tech's gonna have a hard time moving the ball on NC State's defense because um, they're really having trouble moving the ball on any defense. And NC State's got a pretty decent front seven, I would say, one of the better front sevens in the conference. They're good up front, and I think that's going to be a problem for for Virginia Tech offensively. Defensively, like mm-hmm. I think the reason why the total is what it is is because you know I think defensively Virginia Tech's defense is going to keep them in this football game, especially now that it's Jack Chambers they're facing and not Devin Leary. The problem though is like all it'll take for NC State, in my opinion, to win this football game is to score like seventeen to twenty points. Like I think that'll be good enough because I don't think Virginia Tech's going to move the ball well enough in this game, especially on the road. Yeah tough environment i just i don't see it so 13 and a half is a really really tough number um the total too is like so so low 40 is just what a gross gross total for a thursday night game (laughs) um with that being said give me nc state and (laughs) give me the under like i think nc state wins this game like 23 to or I, I guess it'd have to be like twenty four to ten. That sure. would cover. Cover and the under. So gross. I one point of clarity here. Um and, and you know, Mike, we're this is again, this is week nine. Virginia Tech has played seven games so far, and better side of the ball for the Hokies has been which one? Oh, the defense. The defense, right. We feel like NC State's offense in its current state is going to score 24 points against that Virginia Tech defense the way it's been playing. Yep. Wow. Okay, all right. That's <laughs> I didn't yep. realize how uh, how desperate a situation we were in in, in Blacksburg. Um I 
here's I, the thing. No, no. Here's the thing, though. Like Virginia Tech's offense, the the issue is like Virginia Tech's offense can't stay on the field long enough to give the defense a break. Like that's the problem, sure. right? So the defense plays yeah. well for like three quarters, and then they get tired in, in the fourth quarter, and they yeah. give up a couple scores. I mean, we've seen that multiple times this year. Pittsburgh, West Virginia, like. My Miami even like my Miami um, yeah Miami was moving the ball well in the second half they just weren't scoring in Virginia Tech territory like we have seen this yeah. happen this year to Virginia Tech's defense where they just can't get off the field um and I think the defense has been fine like that's not the issue if the offense had a pulse at all the defense would be looking a lot better than it is and I don't think the defense has been bad mm-hmm so I think yeah I think NC State gets I think NC State gets there Joey like I think they do get there okay all right I I mean it's definitely a consideration with some of these quote unquote half teams where one unit is you know drastically better than the other especially when when that's the defense like the question in my mind you know and I think what you usually see is after a while you get midway late in the third quarter early in the fourth quarter. The defense continues playing their tails off. They see the you know they they get off the field on third down, force a punt, whatever. Offense goes out there three and out, and the defense is just like okay, like I can, we're, we're continuing to do our job, and for what? Like it's it, right. this is a waste of effort, and you know we're we're not accomplishing anything. We're not going to win the game, and yeah, eventually the dam breaks a little bit, I think. But I just this NC State offense, man, I am not convinced at all. Like they weren't great when they had Devin Leary. He's out. I don't know what the status is for Demi Sumo Karngbe. They're banged up everywhere. The, the receivers have not been impressive. I just don't think that NC State is going to be able to get that much separation without a shutout. And I just, and as good as NC State's defense has been, I don't think they're going to pitch a shutout. So give me Virginia Tech and the points here. If 13 and a half, if you look at that number, just from a pure betting strategy perspective – 13 and a half, that's like begging you. They're giving you 14, right? Like, that's a key number. They're begging you to take NC State. I'm not laying two touchdowns with the way NC State's offense has been playing. And this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Wolfpack win. But give me NC State something like 17 to 7. Like, I, I think this is a, an incredibly low-scoring Right? <laughs> yeah. I think this is an incredibly low-scoring game. But I don't think NC State's in position to get this much margin right now. Like you're giving me almost two touchdowns against NC State with a Power Five opponent, and not to mention, I, I, I mean, Virginia Tech back against the wall, like everything coming off a bye. Yeah, I'll take the Hokies and the points. It's it's a bit of a gross, you know, hold your nose kind of situation, but like I ain't laying thirteen and a half with the with, with the Wolfpack right now with the way they're looking. I'm excited for like twenty to six. <laughs> Which is like not far off from the score you just gave, and it covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's one less point for Virginia Tech and a field goal more for NC State. Like, that's that's yep. a realm of possibility. Gross. I am, I'm really tempted to lock up the under here too, but man, that is such a low number. Like it, it would really take just like a couple turnovers, you know, like a, a pick six and then another turnover that sets you up with an easy field goal, like. Mm-hmm would really just push you up against the wall on that. So I'm going to I'm going to pass on that for now, but we'll see how uh how ballsy we're feeling later in the later in the show. Might yeah. come back and lock that up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Hokies plus the points and the under for me, NC State minus the points and the under for you. 
Going to be a fun Thursday night of watching after last week's uh, absolute banger between Virginia and Georgia Tech. So uh, saddle up for some more ACC weeknight action, Mike. Mm, yeah. we. <laughs> the conference is reclaiming Thursday nights, which I don't know if that's – I think it's – I'm pretty sure that's bad news. <laughs> for being honest. What was it, la- what was it last week, the uh, – the uh, Georgia Tech Miami game was not brought to you by cocaine. It was brought to you by lewds. Yeah, uh, break break the lewds back out on Thursday night. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a, gonna be an experience. All right. That's enough for uh, Thursday night. Let's keep moving on Saturday at noon on ABC. Mike, your Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the road. I believe this is in the uh, the building formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Uh, Against the number 16 Syracuse Orange, fresh off a loss to Clemson, but still pretty high in the rankings and uh, in, in pretty good position here. This is a th- two-and-a-half-point spread I'm seeing. Syracuse minus two-and-a-half. Total is 48 points. Mike, <laughs> with the way these two teams have been playing, I think th- there's, there's only kind of two things that might be happening here that I can think of. Um, number one is either Vegas knows something, or number two, they're just betting on people to uh, to just look at the helmets and make their plays off of that. What do you think is happening here? Yeah, I actually put one pick down in the sheet, and then I just changed my mind. I'm going to go with Notre Dame here. Okay. So I'm going to show my work a little bit. This is a letdown spot for Syracuse after last week. Don't it let is. Clemson beat you twice. Right. Yes. Don't let Clemson beat you twice. Notre Dame up. is not very good. Notre Dame kicked the piss out of UNLV last Saturday. Offense mm-hmm. looked good. Michael Mayer had two touchdowns. Syracuse has a very good defense. They should be able to contain Michael Mayer. The teams that have been able to contain Michael Mayer have shut down Notre Dame's offense because he's all they got. Right. They haven't run the ball well. Offensive line has not been as good as we're used to Notre Dame having. Defensively, they've been fine, and then you know Drew Pine at quarterback has been kind of up and down, right? He's kind of, you know, his first few starts were really good, and then the last couple haven't been quite as good. Even against UNLV, he didn't look particularly, you know, sharp. So there's a lot of reasons to like Syracuse here. Here's the here's the thing though, Notre Dame, I think from a physicality standpoint and from like a player personnel standpoint. They they match up with Syracuse well, and this is probably one of the few teams on Syracuse's schedule that you look at and say Notre Dame's got like a lot more talent. The other team was Clemson, um, but Notre Dame has not been playing very well. Mm-mm. So I here, here's the thing: like I I think that this is a don't let Clemson beat you twice situation. I think Notre Dame's defense, you know, they've had stretches where they've stop the run well this year and really force teams to to throw the ball and I mean Ohio State comes to mind right where you know CJ Stroud never really got going in that game in the opener because he didn't have Jackson Smith and Jigba number one but like number two I thought Notre Dame did a pretty good job against the run in that game but then Notre Dame's had other games where kind of the dam breaks right so Stanford for example where Stanford ran all over Notre Dame so it's been kind of up and down, but I think Notre Dame, from a talent standpoint, overwhelmed Syracuse a bit in this game. I think Notre Dame goes mm-hmm. and beats Syracuse 
in the dome gets a big road win that they really really need and mm-hmm. i think this is a this is more about syracuse than it is about notre dame I, this is don't let clemson beat you twice that was a really emotional hard-fought game last saturday that they came out on the wrong side of that they were leading for quite a while and now you got notre dame coming in and yeah on one hand it's notre dame right but then on the other hand you see how Notre Dame's been struggling the loss to Marshall and Stanford, which are two very bad teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think Syracuse players could have a hard time getting up for this game, ironically. So yeah, give me give me Notre Dame and upset. I like the under too, because I don't like either offense particularly well, I guess. I call out I would hope that that Syracuse would not struggle to get up for this game, at least from the standpoint of Again, the the helmet factor. What's the logo on the helmet? That that says that that's Notre Dame over there. And I say logo on the helmet. They don't have logos on their helmet. It's fine. Whatever. Don't worry about it. The point is, Syracuse knows that that's Notre Dame coming in. And and one of the things I called out as we said as we kind of introduced this game is the fact that they are playing this in the JMA Wireless Dome, the the world world acclaimed JMA Wireless Dome. Uh, these games, like when Syracuse played Notre Dame last, if I'm not mistaken, this was in like MetLife Stadium in New York City, like all all the way across the state. I was there. Um, getting to play, yeah, getting to play them in your home stadium feels like a big deal, or it's an upgrade, you know. And and I think some of the guys that are on the Syracuse team would have been on that team the last time they played in MetLife Stadium, and so getting to play this in front of your home crowd. Knowing it's a team that is Notre Dame, regardless of what their record is, who they lost to two weeks ago, like how bad they've looked at times, I'd I'd like to think that Syracuse is going to avoid the letdown factor after what was, you're correct, Mike, a very emotional, kind of drawn-out loss in a game where you thought you might might have actually really gone into Death Valley and upset Clemson. Um, So that's definitely a risk, and that's definitely why I don't want to lock this up. Um, I will say SP plus on a neutral field would have this game. Syracuse actually favored by about a point and a half um, factor in home field advantage. And you figure you might be getting a little bit of value with the orange here. I'm going to take Syracuse. Um, one of the things I think that continues to play. And I, I, I think injuries in previous years have, have kind of diminished the value here, but I think that they are showing their, their value this year with a healthy defense is the scheme that is being run. So again, Syracuse runs a three-three-five defense, which is fairly unique and tends to really confuse quarterbacks that are not used to seeing it on a regular basis. Um, and certainly the first time or so they're seeing it. So do I think that Drew Pine and that Notre Dame offense, the way that they've been playing versus Syracuse running kind of a funky scheme in the way that they've been playing, I don't think that's a favorable matchup. I, I realize that Notre Dame, maybe the stars on the roster – there's a little bit of an imbalance there with Syracuse, but I think Syracuse is going to be able to cause a lot of problems with this Notre Dame offense with the way that they've been running. Um, I think they're going to be able to win this game. Give me Syracuse something like 24-17. I like Syracuse in the under. Um, I think their defense is really what what creates the difference here and and gets them over the hump um, and tries to avoid the letdown. But, again, uh, that's definitely something in play here, and, and I – I would almost wonder about, you know, if, if I'm making an actual betting recommendation here, it might almost be like wait and watch the first like two drives for each team. Wait and see if it looks like Syracuse is is slow out of the gate, looking a little sluggish because 
that is really something you got to be wary of in a spot like this. Uh, yeah, this is a, a live better special, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So. I think so. All right. Anything else there, Mike? Nope. Syracuse minus two and a half for me. Notre Dame plus two and a half for Mike. Under 48 for both of us. Um, 24-17, I think, is only what 41 points or is that my, yeah math right on that yeah so um yeah i think it stays under under 48 is i feel pretty good about that yeah that i i feel good about the under as well that's why i'm on moving on mike acc game of the week at noon on the cbs sports network are boston college eagles on the road in hartford providence hartford, hartford baby Hartford. Providence? Providence is in a different state. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That's Rhode Island. That's that's correct. Good job, Joey. You need sleep. All right. Uh, Boston College on the road in Hartford. Taking on the Yukon Huskies. Boston College, a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total is 44-and-a-half. Uh, uh, Mike, you start. You start on this one. I <laughs> Sure. Uh, give me UConn. We're, wow. we're going to start there. Give me UConn. I'm picking UConn. Uh, UConn First has not been gross. that bad. Um, <laughs> UConn hasn't been that bad. And you know what? Let's get let's get a little frisky. I'm going to lock up UConn. Oh. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Yeah, I'm locking up UConn. What a moment. <laughs> UConn, UConn has not been playing that that poorly. Um, offense has looked competent at times. Defense has not been that bad. And UConn is six and two against the spread this year. So this is an easy pick for me. Like <laughs> BC's BC's not running away from anybody. And I'm catching. You're telling me I'm catching eight and a half against a, with a bad BC offense and you know UConn's defense hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah, give me give me the Huskies. We're locking up the Huskies. I do like the under as well here. Um, I just it's not too particularly stellar offensive efforts coming up here. I would assume. So give me the under um, seven and a half, just to be clear. Seven and a half now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. I still feel good about it. So you know, when you're good against the spread, you're good against the spread. Locking up UConn, and they're at home. So locking up UConn. <sighs> First of all, gross. Um, second of all, I'm I'm probably with you, honestly. Um, Hell yeah, and that's mostly that's what I'm again, about, Joey. That's what I'm talking about. I don't. Well, but again, I, I don't know. The, I'm I'm wary of this number being seven and a half, which is basically begging me to take UConn. And I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Boston College team, man. Like, I don't know what they're going to do on a week to week basis. I feel like it's not easy to uh, to get a sense for what they're going to be and to bet them. Uh, for what it's worth, you said UConn is what five and two, six and two, six and two against the number against the spread. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Boston College is one and five. So let's just let's just go with UConn and, and <laughs> hold your nose money, and baby. don't look back. Uh, Follow the money. That's right. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a game where Boston College should be more talented, should be able to make something happen. But you're right. I mean, UConn first year under. Jim Mora Jr., former Falcons head coach, which, again, gross. Uh, but 
they've they've outperformed expectations. They've been better than in recent years. They're they're still pretty badly under talented, but I mean, uh, I don't have a lot on this game. I guess uh, let me check the numbers again on Boston College. Uh, I mean, they're two out of three coached. games. I guess so. So four. Yeah. I mean, Boston College is more talented, and again, like this, this could easily be a Zay Flowers game where, you know, UConn tries to double cover him and it doesn't matter, and he just goes off for a couple touchdowns or you know something like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take UConn in the points, whatever, uh, and I'll take the under, but I, I don't feel good about this at all. I wouldn't lock up either of these teams personally. What are the chances, I mean, Mike, that UConn wins this game on the field? Oh, <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, but... Currently seeing plus 250 at Caesars. Caesars can have my $5. I was going to say, yeah, like, <laughs> it's it's worth a flyer. It's worth a flyer. UConn... Might be. UConn lost, UConn lost about, you know, they're coming off a bye. They lost a couple weeks ago to Ball State on the road in a dogfight. And Ball State's not that bad. So... I mean, they're, you know, they got killed by Michigan. They got killed by NC State. They beat Fresno and FIU. <laughs> like, and they lost to a decent Ball State team by four on the road. Like, this UConn team is not bad. Jim Moore's got them coached, like, coached up. I mean, they're hanging in there. And BC's got a ton mm-hmm. more talent. So, do I think that, do I think UConn will win outright? No. But I mean, this thing is inside. I mean, it's this right outside a touchdown. I mean, there's a reason for that. I'll say too, this might be Boston College's last real shot at a win. Um, it's, <laughs> it's going to be their last time favored, that's for sure. Their final four games: home against Duke, at NC State, at Notre Dame, home against Syracuse. Like, oh yeah, you're going to be probably at least a touchdown underdog in each of those games. So, better get the win now while you can still feel good about it. I'm going to absolutely take a money line flyer. I think on the Huskies. I think that's <laughs> that's worth that's worth an investment. Not not a huge wager, but I think it's worth uh, an investment. Sorry, Dan Rubin. All right, UConn and the under for the both of us, Mike. You have UConn plus the seven and a half locked up. I can't believe. I, all right, whatever you know, you do you, Mike. You do you. <laughs> you picked him too. Yeah, you convinced me. You drove. You drive a hard bargain on that. So, I have six and two against. If the you're number. going down, I'll go down with you. Yeah, as compared huh. to one and five against the number. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, hey man, I'm just, I'm just looking at the stats. You know what I mean? Just looking at the stats. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, UConn and the under for the both of us. You've got UConn locked. Let's move on to the next game, Mike. But before we do, it is brought to you by Section103.com. It is the Internet's premier place for buying all sorts of wonderful Georgia Tech apparel, just like this hoodie that I'm wearing right now. It's incredibly comfortable. looks great. It's in that official Tech gold. It's got the official word mark on it. keeps me warm as the uh, the weather starts to cool off here in the fall. If I were going to the Tech game, 
uh, in Tallahassee this weekend. I would be wearing this, I assume. I don't know what the weather in Tallahassee would, would dictate. But they've got T-shirts. They've got sweatshirts. They've got hoodies. Something for men, women, children. Something for the whole family. So go check them out at section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off of your first order. It is really it's, – it's high-quality apparel. I don't know why these things are so hard to find is just these – shirts and sweatshirts and such that have the official tech logo on them um, and the official colors and the ATL logo, those things, but they are unless you go to section103.com. So go there, go find it. Um, Once again, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Really appreciate Steven and the gang for their partnership over there. And uh, I look forward to receiving the new uh, gray coaches hoodie. They've got a a, a full-on hoodie as well as a sleeveless hoodie in the styling of uh, one Brent Key that is uh, coming out here in the month of November. So keep an eye out for that if you did not get a pre-order in, as I did. So uh, go check them out. Once again, go ACC at section103, section103.com for 10% off of your first order. Shall section we? 103, bringing you the preview. Yes. Shall we? I, I, need to, um, I need to ask you to, to pause for a moment. Uh, we Uh-oh. received a review, Joey. Oh, we did. We did. Um, this is from, was it from Steven at section one Oh three? No, Steve, no, Steven is, uh, a lot smarter than this individual. This is from, uh, somehow I specifically suspect that Steven did not write this. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be correct. Uh, this is from something called Plo, <laughs> Plo Q, Plock Q, P L O A Q W. On Apple, we got one star, Joey, a one star review, which I I greatly appreciate. Thank you. Um, the title it's been of the a while review, we've gotten one of those. Y'all are overdue. Well, we got a couple. We we had a couple nice ones in there, Joey, but we had this one, which oh. is something. These guys have bitten off more than they can chew. Is the title of the review? Are you ready, Joey? I hit me. <clears throat> I've given this show about three months, but unimpressed with their overall knowledge of the entire conference. Granted, it is a lot to take on with 14 teams, but I don't feel like I learned anything listening to them. Also, I get that it's your sponsor, but I don't want Georgia Tech gear. Sheesh. What is it we say on this podcast, Mike? What is it that we say? Tough but fair. Tough but fair. (laughs) Tough but fair. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> hey, another Joey. satisfied customer, Joey, another satisfied customer. The one thing I will say in response to this uh, review, the one thing I'll say that won't get us canceled. How about that? The one thing, mm-hmm. the one thing I'll say in, in response to this review is you don't have to buy the gear. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. You didn't We're hear still that. Gonna us, re- but yeah, well, yeah. And Steven would prefer that you buy it, but like, Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't have to buy the gear and here's the other part of it like we're also going to keep doing the ad reads because mm-hmm. that's how we make money mm-hmm. so yeah Which, um, it's kind of tough something... to comprehend but you know think about it a little bit you might get there yeah and there's something I would like to ask this listener to do but I will not do that <laughs> We'll discuss that off air. Yes. And you guys are <laughs> laughing because you know exactly what I would love to say, but I won't. Let's continue. 
Let's continue. At noon on the ACC Network. Yeah, Producer Scott's giving us the uh, move on, move it on. So let's do that. Uh, noon on the ACC Network. My Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets on the road in Tallahassee taking on the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State is up to a 24-point favorite in this game. Total is 47. And once again, yes, you heard that right. A 24-point spread in a game with a total of 47. Um Woof. Uh, Georgia Tech obviously coming off of a pretty brutal performance against Virginia last Thursday night. Uh, Florida State coming off of, if I'm not mistaken, three straight losses. Um, but, I mean, again, that was, what, Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. So three of – and I guess that was an NC State team that at least for the first two-and-a-half quarters still had Devin Leary. So, I mean, this was three of the best teams in the conference that, that Florida State has lost to in, in consecutive games. So, yep, I guess keep that in mind. Um Mike, I, 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 if you are a consumer of SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt and you are familiar with his Thursday night segment called Winners, you will recognize the term that uh, I'm about to use is that I think this might be a little bit of a Hottie B's spot. And Hottie B's is an acronym which stands, on, stands for Hold On To Your Butts Special. Because, Mike, I think I might be taking Georgia Tech to cover 24 here. And I don't think that they're going to get there by much. But I think this could be like a 27-6 to kind of situation where it's like a 21-point game and it comes in under the number. Um, I Georgia, And the reason I'm saying this, so again, Georgia Tech's offense, I, I, I'm expecting basically nothing from Jeff Sims here. He might start. He might try to play a few drives or something but even that might be pushing it. He's not as effective at this point. He's clearly got some lower body stuff. I, I know Kelly Quinlan reported from Brent Key's press conference today that Jeff Sims has like some like ankle, foot, like lower, lower body stuff that's going to make scrambling and mobility like a real, real pain on him to where, I mean, that's, that's a significant part of his game. And if he can't do that, he's just totally ineffective. And so if he's in there, it's not going to be as good as usual. If he's not in there, it's going to be terrible for Georgia Tech's offense, just straight up. Like, they are not built to to operate with any of the other three quarterbacks on the roster, um, just frankly. So, Georgia Tech not going to score almost anything in this game, I don't think. I'm going to take Georgia Tech to cover because I do think that the the defense continues to play hard, continues to actually play pretty well, and is going to keep them in the game to a certain degree. Um, and that's where I think you might end up with something like 27 to six, you know, they, maybe they set up the offense with a really short field and you're able to punch it in or something like that with a, you know, using a turnover, but like, it's not a good feeling. What I do feel much better about Mike is the under here. Uh, total is 47. Again, I don't think you're getting almost anything from Georgia Tech's offense. So even if Florida state wins this in a little bit of a route, I don't think this is getting to 47 points. So give me the under. Let's lock that up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Okay. <laughs> All right. You accept that? That's that's acceptable. Um, yeah, I mean, I think given the news you just shared about the possibility of Jeff Sims not playing at all and then if he does play it's not going to be even close to healthy yeah 
yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the under here, um, under 47. I, I'm actually uh, rolling with Georgia Tech to cover here as well for the same reason you just mentioned. I think the defense is actually going to hang in there here. Um, now, it doesn't mean that they're going to play particularly great, but I think they'll hang in there enough to get this spread covered. Give me like Florida State 30 to 13, something like that, mm. where, you know, you cover by a touchdown and you stay under and it's never particularly close. I don't expect Georgia Tech to be in this game really at all, by the way. Like, I think Florida State jumps out early. I think that's about it. Like, I don't. Yeah. This I don't think this is going to go well for Georgia Tech, but I do think the defense will hang in there. And like Florida State, too. They've. They've been better offensively, but they're not, like, pulling away from FBS teams. They're not, like, exploding and just, like, running away from teams. It's not really happening. Um, Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think Florida State's offense has been competent. I think it does enough. Uh, I mean, we saw what Florida State did against NC State, right? They jumped out to that 17-point lead and then blew it. Right, didn't play well offensively in the second half. They've had trouble adjusting coming out of halftime. I could just see a scenario where like they jump out to an early lead and then they just kind of sit on it and mm-hmm. a really boring game. This has no viewing value unless you're Joey. So, how's that for an endorsement? You think I want to watch this? <laughs> hey, it's a funeral. Uh, yeah, man. You don't have to tell me. I. We got a funeral Thursday night to attend to. So. <laughs> I'll call this out too, Mike. Um, this is also a a small spot that you might consider betting against Florida State anyways. Do you know why? I do. They got Miami next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bit of a look-ahead spot. Not that that game is going to be like a <laughs> two-point of, spread or anything like that. funerals. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you've got Florida State in a little bit of a look-ahead spot, uh, potentially where they know what's on deck, and they, and they saw what Georgia Tech looked like. They hear that Jeff Sims isn't going to play. They know what to expect here. They, I don't think Florida State's going to be going absolute pedal to the metal. I don't think they're going to be emptying the playbook here. I don't think they have to. Um, I think both teams might play this as a little bit of a let's just get the hell out of here kind of game. So that that just makes me think it's a low scoring affair. So yeah, we're we're locking up the under here for sure. Yep. I'm on it. I will not lock it up. Georgia Tech in the under for the both of us. I have the under locked. Let's keep moving to the uh Miami Hurricanes Jefferson Pilot special of the week. <laughs> it's at twelve thirty on the SPN three. Check your local listings as the Miami Hurricanes on the road in Charlottesville taking on the Virginia Cavaliers, the aforementioned Virginia Cavaliers. Mike, why, I, I don't know why we keep doing this. Miami is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite in this game. Uh, total is 47-and-a-half. We're taking Virginia here. No, we're not. Why is Miami laying points? Just stop. Like, no. Virginia is awful. They're awful. And Georgia what are we describing Tech, Miami as? George, uh, better than Virginia. Georgia. Te- <laughs> listen, Georgia Tech should have won that game against UVA last Thursday. Like, they should have won yes. that game. I mean, yes. they. How many opportunities did they have? They just pissed away. I mean, they should have won that football game, right? I agree. Like, UVA didn't exactly go out and win that, right? It was more like who lost less. 
If Jeff Sims is fully healthy for all four quarters, yeah, Tech wins that game by double digits, probably. Yes, yeah, and look, I don't think I don't think Miami is like this spectacular team, and I don't think they're playing well. Obviously, I, last Saturday was a bit like that Duke game was abysmal. That was te- that was a terrible performance. It didn't go well. That's why we had Cam on the Saturday Night Fever recap when we were drunk mm-hmm. and sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, this, this is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about to bet on Virginia. I'm I'm not doing that. Oh, don't bet this. Do don't not bet it. Do not. For the love of God, do not bet this game. No. You do, do not. Bet you do game. not want that three-hour experience of your Saturday afternoon, hoping for one of these teams to do what you think they're going to do. Yes. Like, no. That's there. There are other ways to get, go out and have a beer on the porch or something. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> go touch grass. Go, <laughs> literally. I don't really know what that phrase means, but I think I used it right there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do that or like go to your local pole barn or something, you know? Something like that. <laughs> uh, give me Virginia in the two and a half. It's, this is principle. Just, I'm not laying I, points not with principle. Miami. This is I'm not, not principle. doing it. This is not principle. No, no. This is opposite of principle. Are you betting? Mike, are you betting against Miami like, or, or on UVA? What 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 is the what's the move here, Mike? One of these teams has covered a, a spread so far this season. <laughs> Which one do you think it is? It's Virginia. It is Virginia. Virginia's one and four against the spread. Miami's zero oh and six. Once again, don't bet this game. Do not bet two teams who cannot cover. Like, you don't want that in your life. Uh. <laughs> Gosh, this this has the potential, uh, and, and I know that I, I know that we have a uh, we discussed a Boston College UConn game earlier on this podcast, so I understand the context of what I'm trying to say. This is the <laughs> this is potentially the worst FBS game of the weekend. <laughs> Isn't it exact? Is it an exaggeration? Yeah, maybe a little bit, uh, but not really. I'm not far off. This is one of the worst FBS Dude, games of the entire yeah. weekend. I swear to God it is. Miami's going to turn the ball over like four times. Virginia's going to like miss a couple field goals and turn it over on downs in the red zone. Like, <laughs> it's just... These teams have both been like their own brands of mess all year. And I... Yeah, I mean... Fans of each team maybe watch it, but I, I just again I cannot recommend betting it. Give me Virginia in the under. I think so, somebody wins this game like twenty to seventeen, and I guess if I'm taking Virginia, then let's just say the Who's get the win at home. I, Miami also, by the way, something that Cam kind of alluded to on the recap, uh, which by the way, if you haven't listened to our two hour Saturday Night Fever recap episode, um, I listened back to the first half of it or so today. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I thought it was fun. So. Go listen to that if you haven't. But one thing that Cam alluded to on there, Miami under Manny Diaz did not really have that much quit in it. Under Mario Cristobal, it kind of looks like they're a bit more willing to quit. So keep an eye out for that. And again, I'm I'm not interested in betting Miami. They might they might be quitting going on the road to Charlottesville. I don't know, I don't know if they want any of it. So give me Virginia in the under. Is Van Dyke in? Do we know? Not that it matters. I don't know. I mean, not not that really matters that much, but is he in? Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because 
you know, if he's not in, Miami is going to start um, not Jeff Garcia, not Jerry Garcia, and certainly not Steven Garcia. They're going to be starting Jake <laughs> Garcia at quarterback. And the they would rather Garcia. have any of those three guys I just mentioned. <laughs> Jerry Garcia doesn't even play football. Um, Latest I could find play. is Tyler Van Dyke is doubtful for Saturday. Latest mm. I could find. Well, Oof. give me the under. I'm on the under here, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mentioned that. I'm on mm-hmm. the under. Uh, you can't pay me to bet the over here. If I felt good about Virginia like actually finishing drives from time to time, I, I would be. I would actually be interested in putting money on Virginia here. But they have so consistently just screwed around in the red zone and, and, and get a few first downs and then stall out or, or get a couple bad penalties or have a badly timed turnover. Like It's the inconsistency, I think, with Virginia that, that is really biting them in the ass all year. So I, yeah. I, I, I see no reason that that won't continue here, and maybe it'll resolve itself by next year or something. And I, and I know that I'm sure they're – you know, I know we have a pretty decent UVA contingent that listens to us, and mm-hmm. I know they think I keep picking against UVA because I'm a Hokies alum. I'm here to tell them that they would be right. <laughs> like that is correct. <laughs> Specifically, no, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I just think they're very bad. Like hmm. they're bad. They're really bad. Now Miami's awful too, but Virginia's so bad, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Georgia Tech team is not very good, and UVA probably should have lost that game by like two scores. I don't see it. I get Miami. Yeah. I I know everybody's like, oh, Miami got killed by Duke. Yeah, Duke's competent, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not even competent. Duke's good. <laughs> Duke's good. Forget competent. Mm-hmm. They're good. So yeah, you know. Whatever. Bet this at your own risk. I, could I see UVA winning this game? Of course I can. Like, you're playing Miami. Of course I can. But you Nothing can, you can have that. At this point. No, absolutely not. No. You guys can have this game. I'm staying the hell off of this. <laughs> there you have it. Stay the hell off of it. Um, Virginia in the under for me. Miami in the under for you. I, I think we are currently both 5 for 5 picking unders this week. <laughs> And if you're hearing that and saying, well, that's ridiculous, like, that's not going to happen. Keep in mind, in, what is this, 59 FBS games we've had so far this year in the ACC, 38 of them, 64.5% have gone under the total. So if you just start betting unders, you're probably profitable. Like, if you, if you bet every game under with one unit, you'd be up, like, a decent amount of money so far this year in these ACC games that we've previewed. So, uh don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just swing for the fences with us. Also, I've been pretty good with totals this year, too, record-wise. I think we both have. Yeah. So, I mean, you we're You are 29 we're and 28. 29 yep. and 28. I am 34 and 31. Yes. So, I mean, we're dumb, but we're getting those right. And my locks on totals are 7 and 4. Your locks on totals are 4 and 1. So... Just the wrong message there is start locking up some more totals, Mike. <laughs> Which I'm not doing this week, by the way. So I know we got two <laughs> games left. That's a little inside baseball. I will not be locking up any totals. There you go. All right. Okay. Well, bet that at your own risk. Have fun watching it. 
let's move on. 3.30 on the ACC Network. The number 10, Wake Forest, Steeman Deeks on the road, taking on my Louisville Cardinals in Cardinal Stadium. Wake is a four-point road favorite. Total is 62. Mike, what is up with this line? Why is Wake only favored by four here, even on the road? Like, I'm spooked. We are overreacting to a big Louisville win against Pittsburgh last Saturday night. That's what we're doing. Yikes. I realize they won that game by two touchdowns, but, like, that was not an impressive win. No. No, it wasn't. No. It, was, it said more about Pitt to me than it did about Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we mentioned that on the recap. I mean, we spent all of our time talking about Pitt and not a ton of time giving Louisville credit, which we probably should have done, but it's fine. Oh, hot cedar fields, baby. Hot cedar fields. Hot I don't. Cedar fields. Cedar fields. <laughs> shout out Tom Fornelli. Yes. Shout out Tom Fornelli. Uh, give me Wake Forest. Let's <laughs> not. I'm not. Oh, let's. It's a gross line. Congrats to Louisville on their win last week. Wake Forest is better. I'm just Oh yeah. I mean they're they're better. I'm not gonna overthink this. Wake's better. They're gonna score more points. They'll play better defense. They're better. They're they're certainly better coached. Yeah. Gimme give gimme give Wake Forest. And this is one of those things too where like Louisville has that big win against Pitt and you know, fan base all of a sudden can rally behind Satterfield a little bit, only for them to just like get stomped at home mm-hmm. against Wake Forest, and just to be mm-hmm. reminded that like Wake's much better. I think Wake wins this game by a couple touchdowns. I don't see it for Louisville here at all. I at all, I don't see it. I feel like from what we've seen so far this year, Wake is like pretty substantially better. I mean, I, we don't really know at this point how healthy Malik Cunningham is for Louisville. Um, you know, defensively, they looked good last week against a pit offense that can be pretty reductive. That's I, one way to put it. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> we could say that um, about a lot of offenses in this conference. Yeah, it's like – I, I told you weeks ago, like, I'm out on this Louisville team. I, I don't think that they're particularly good. But – I. I mean, I think Scott Satterfield's going to get fired. Like all, but, the, we're just putting off the inevitable. You're but, cheating, Mike. You're looking at the sheet. I'll take the points with Louisville. Sick bastard. And this is no. And this has nothing. I trust me. This has nothing to do with what I think of these two teams, or any or anything in particular. This has everything to do with. I look at this number, and this is one of those who just screams like Vegas knows something. Because Wake should be at least like a touchdown favorite, even on the road in this game. And especially considering, like, we we would be remiss if we did not mention the Wakey Leaks history that these oh two have God, with each other. Oh, my God, here we go. Okay. It is, yep. a, it is an annual revenge game for Dave Clawson and the Wake Forest Steeman Deeks when they play Louisville. And between that and the fact that they're good and their quarterback is good and, and just everything, they should smoke Louisville here. They should win this game by 17 points without a problem. And I think they will. But the line is four. It's too <laughs> easy. Four. It's too easy. They want me to take Wake. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let them have it. So I'm going to take Louisville, take them with the points. I think they, and honestly, the line this small, they might win this game on the field. No, they're not. I don't, I don't think that they should. I don't think that they should. I'm just saying that they might. By some, by hook or by crook, they might win this game on the field. Don't be shocked if it happens. 
and I I understand that. I understand it's a gross line and all that, and it's your point is well taken. We've done this before, and I have picked the I've picked the short favorite. I've done this, and I've been bitten the ass. I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing it again. It doesn't matter. Wake's better. Louisville's not very good. We don't know how healthy Malik Cunningham is or what version of him we're going to get. Coaching staff situation. This is served up on a platter for Wake Forest to go get Satterfield fired. This is on a platter. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, SP Plus has Wake favored by like six and a half on a neutral field. So depending on what you think of home field advantage, maybe this line isn't actually that far off, weirdly. I don't know. It's just it's 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 spooking me. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna steer into it. By the way, ESPN's FPI. What is the what would you guess is the chance that FPI gives Wake of winning this game, Mike? Out of a hundred percent chance, what is what are the chances that Wake wins this game by FPI? Sixty five percent. Forty eight point eight percent. FPI thinks Louisville should win this game. Like it's, <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't understand it, but. That's where we're at. So give me Louisville plus the four, and I don't know. What the hell? Maybe they went out right and they saved Satterfield's job. Well, Joe, I'm going to pull out an old reference here. FPI ain't played nobody, baby. <laughs> so That's true. That, that is like my third or fourth favorite advanced metrics system. So, uh, But we'll use whichever is convenient for the sake of argument here. Yes. Um, total, total 62. I guess give me the over. I don't yeah. think defenses are winning this game. I think somebody's going to have the ball last and score again. So uh, I'll take the over. Wake by two scores. Fair enough. Can't blame That's you. what I'm doing. They're better. It, log- <laughs> I, I'm following logic, which is always dangerous. That's right. Well, That's right. Well, let's let's rephrase that. I'm following logic in terms of like what I've seen with my two eyes. I'm not following logic based on the number because – the number one thing to do in betting is to like bet the numbers, not the teams. And I'm betting mm-hmm. the team. I'm betting the team. I'm literally breaking the rule. <laughs> We're betting the team. Not only that, but you are also really um, using logic to approach ACC football, which has long time been a mantra of this podcast. Don't do that. Like, yeah, there's not a lot about this league that's very logical. So careful. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly one of the dumber things I've done, I think. <laughs> one of us is going to look dumb by the end of the weekend. We'll just see which one it is. Um, Maybe both. I mean, probably, probably both. Wouldn't be the first time. Joey, I locked up UConn earlier. Like that, Jesus. Hey, like that guy on iTunes said, we, uh, we've bitten off more than we can chew here, Mike. Yeah. I'm surprised he could make it through his review. I, never mind. <laughs> Let's just continue. Continue before I say something. Louisville in the over, Wake in the over for you. Uh, last one, Mike, at 7 o'clock, 8, o'clock, 8 o'clock on the ACC Network. The Pitt Panthers on the road in Chapel Hill taking on the number 21, 6-1 North Carolina Tar Heels. Carolina a three-point favorite in this game. Total is 64.5. Mike, Carolina's ranked. They've only lost once. They're playing a Pitt team that just g- – scored a grand total of 10 points and screwed around against Louisville. Why is Carolina only favored by three here? Are we going to do this again? We're going to have the same conversation we just had. Scott, you know do what? We, worst, made our, 
Scott, we made your producing job easy. You know what we're going to do here? We're just going to have the same conversation. You just overlay like team names. <laughs> and Ready? Joey and I Copy, can like argue paste. for like five minutes. Copy and paste, literally. Um, <laughs> Joey, Carolina, lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. This is a, this is actually a much easier game for me to for me to pick than than Louisville Wake Forest game. Uh, this is easier because Carolina can turn this into a track meet and Pittsburgh can't they they can't keep up and their defense isn't good enough to slow Carolina's offense down for four quarters to the point where like they can make this a game. So I actually feel much more confident about picking this game short spread. Um, for the favorite, I I feel much more confident in this game than I do the Wake Louisville game. And Carolina's defense has been bad all year. You know, could could Pitt like conceivably have like an Izzy Abanacanda game where like he runs for like 300 yards like he did against Virginia Tech, and like all of a sudden Pitt's shortening the game. They're keeping it out of Carolina's offense's hands. Like that's that's the way for Pitt to win, right? Like. Keep it out of the hands of Drake May and run the football well and do all those things. I get it, but like Carolina can do some things through the air that and score quickly, and like Pitt can run the ball and try to do their thing. I'm not picking Pitt after what I just saw last Saturday. Nope, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. doing it. Absolutely Don't not do doing it. it. Uh, and um, wouldn't recommend it. Is it? Am I breaking a rule, Joey? By the way, am I breaking a rule if I do a third lock? Am I breaking a podcast rule? We have etiquette here. That that was silly. We don't have rules, etiquette, none of that. I if we <laughs> if we had etiquette, this podcast would have ended like five years ago. Joey, I got another got lock at least for three you. Three stars from that guy in the review. Yeah, that's right. I'm, Good for him for making it through spelling everything correctly. Joey? Such as username. Yeah, correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pronouncing that was Go difficult. Carolina. Up. Carolina, lock. I'm locking the over up, too. It's a it's Carolina game. We're locking the over. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, lock soundboard's still broken. Please. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Carolina, locked, over, locked. We're, we're not wasting any time here. I actually, I, I actually kind of agree with your lock there, Mike. Um, I, oh yeah. I, I, and Which I, I'm one? not gonna, I'm not gonna lock it up myself. Not gonna lock it up myself. But I, I, I agree that this goes over. I think. Um, I, I am a little nervous about Pitt's rushing attack, kind of uh, slowing this game down, basically, kind of limiting the possessions a little bit. But even then, like Carolina's offense. They can crack out touchdown drives in like ninety to one hundred and twenty seconds, basically. Like it doesn't take them much, right? So I, I don't know that anybody's really going to limit possessions that much against them. In in any case, Mike, I don't agree with your North Carolina lock, Mike. Lest we forget how just absolutely bonkers these North Carolina Pittsburgh games have been in recent years, like. This is subtly one of the weirdest games every year in the ACC. It always gets weird. Last year was that game that I it was it was at Heinz Field, RIP, and it was the game with 
again, Heisman finalist Kenny Pickett, and it went into overtime in like a monsoon. I think UNC had the lead. I don't think UNC ever trailed in regulation, if, I want, if I'm not mistaken. Um, weird back-and-forth game, all that stuff. It's it just – give me Pittsburgh. Give me the Panthers. I realize how bad they looked last week against Louisville. I realize that they are disappointing in everything. I'm as I, I saw this line and I knew immediately, once again, somebody knows something because it doesn't make sense. So I but if I'm if if I'm gonna lean into it, I try to make sense of it. So the, there's two things I, I think to make sense. On offense, once again, have we seen North Carolina's defense? Is if we Pitt were to gonna, set a is Pitt going it, to actually slow down the game if they run the ball? Maybe not, and that's, that's right. what I was going to say. Is like <laughs> right. if, if we were to set a player prop for Izzy Abanacanda rushing yards, what would you set it at? Like one seventy-two right. and a half or something. Like who on North Carolina is tackling Izzy Abanacanda? Yeah, a few times a drive. Like that's not happening. Like he might just slice and dice him all night long. So there's that, I, and and so Pitt might be able, to, might well be able to score with North Carolina without having to throw it all that much. Like as as ridiculous as Carolina's defense has been. Even Pitt's offense might be able to put up a big number here, and that's why I like the over, number one. Number two, the other thing that, that I wonder about and I think will become a thing if, if we are sitting here on Saturday night or Sunday night talking about Pitt winning this game, I think one of the, the pieces of that will be Pitt's defense in the scheme. The fact that Pat Narduzzi loves, with his secondary in particular, to play press coverage. And they are going to get up in the face of North Carolina receivers all night long and make Drake May make uncomfortable throws while facing a, a pretty ferocious pass rush. Um, I, I wonder how much that really will play against what North Carolina wants to do on offense for a lot of the night and might cause some issues that opens a door to where Pitt wins this game outright, which is my pick, Mike. I think... I see this number and I'm trying to make sense of it and that's that's where I, I go with my with with you know that's where my mind goes. Oh, my Joey. pick is Pitt Pitt wins this Joey, game Joey, outright Joey. in a shootout but give me the Panthers plus the 3 and on the money line which is probably what like plus 150 or something like that 130 yeah. Alternatively you could just like buy a cheeseburger and not bet this game on the money line. <laughs> like I could go touch grass. You can go touch grass. Still confident I'm using that phrase right. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I don't know. You're a lot more confident in Pitt's secondary than I am. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) Tough but fair. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, yeah. I mean, again, this is just totally like steering into it. Um, If I... If I had to lock something in this game, I do think it's the over because I do think that Pitt's going to be able to run the ball at will and North Carolina seems to be able to score on basically anybody at this point. So not yeah. that Pitt's defense has really been particularly special this year. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of points here. 64 and a half, the total. Uh, I'll take the over that. Why don't you lock it? Oh. <laughs> you going to challenge me on that? Why don't you lock it? Dare me? Double I mean, dog dare me? It's not really a challenge or a dare because I'm also betting the over. It's definitely not a challenge. I, I would be agreeing with you. So I've only got one lock on the show. Fine. We'll lock this up as well. 
Lock it up. 64 and a half going over. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Beautiful. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Love it. All right. Over. Locked up for both of us. You've got North Carolina locked up minus the three. I've got Pittsburgh winning the game outright. I'm going to regret That's this. That's all I've got. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there, there's a few spots this week that are uh, some some sickos ACC football action. And uh, th- there's seven games. That sounds like a, a – like you said to start off the show, like you said, the quantity is there. The quality, not consistent throughout. <laughs> <laughs> not consistent throughout is a very nice way to put it. Yeah, I would agree. It's not I this cooked is an all the way. That looks... Oh, okay. Let's go with yeah. your apple analogy an apple first. Let's it's start with pretty that. good for, uh, yeah. <laughs> Three quarters of it looking pretty good. Then there's like a quarter of it that's pretty bruised and it kind of goes throughout. I think there might be a worm on the inside. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's what we're looking at here. I was going to say the uh, the food isn't cooked all the way through is what I was going to go with. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with a little uh, medium rare chicken breast. That's okay. That's allowed. I'm a I'm a medium fan myself, so I would agree. <laughs> Basically, don't I like cook medium chicken breast, medium rare. That's uh, food safe. Yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do that. <laughs> cook the chicken. Uh, get your steak like halfway cooked. Welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football and food safety podcast. We did have an ASMR version that one time a few weeks ago. We could do that too. We're multiple yeah, then we had podcast, Mike. Well, then we had basically the opposite of ASMR on Saturday night. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a different uh, sensory experience. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that it was. Uh, all right, I locked up UConn this week. Speaking of which, so. that's all I've got on week eight. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> All I got also, to. it's week nine. Damn it. Damn it. Nine. <laughs> this, is, this is like the fourth time tonight that I've had to remember it's week nine and not week eight. So things are going great, I promise. Well, you know what? I think plow Q is correct. We bit off more than we could chew this week. Tough but fair. Tough but fair. You know, when we say rate review, should we get out of here and go watch some games? Yeah, when we tell people to rate and review and... You know, I, I, give us something like more productive. Then I don't think they know anything. Well, okay, we've been doing this like seven years, and we got a lot of people listening to us. Like, I come on. If you think about it, it's actually really impressive because we only tell people to rate and review at the very end of the podcast. And so, to inspire somebody to go on and give a one star review means he actually listened to the point where he said, "Hey, go review us." And yet he gave us one star anyways. So shout out to Cognitive Dissonance there. Um, I I think I just pissed off a UVA fan. That's all that was. <laughs> that tracks. That's Yeah, yeah. we're being honest Not about it. Not the first it. time this week. Uh, yeah, won't be the last. Or it could just be an angry Virginia Tech fan. I'm sure I've pissed them off too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to review... Mike, you have UConn plus the seven and a half locked up against Boston College. I have Florida State and Georgia Tech under 47 locked up. And together, we both have over 64 and a half in North Carolina Pitt locked up. And you have North Carolina minus the three locked up. Real uh, barn burner of a week there. Yeah, I might go on three. 
<laughs> as is tradition. Mike, anything else on week nine before we get out of here? Nope. I think we're good. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we are going to get out of here, go watch some games, come back and recap them. Maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. Keep your uh, your Twitter and your YouTube feeds tr- uh, trained here just in case we do want to do a Saturday Night Fever. You can come join us live, join us in the comments, and uh, participate in the show as necessary. Once again, we're on YouTube. Go search for us, Basketball Conference. We do not have a dedicated URL just yet. Not enough folks have subscribed, although we have had a lot of recent subscribers. We appreciate the help. Uh, once we get to 100, we'll have a dedicated URL that we can send you guys to and, uh, and help you find us for live shows like Saturday Night Fever after, uh, after the games are all over. So go check us out there. Find us Basketball Conference Podcast on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Please, please, please. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He's at Mike McDaniel SI. Together at BC Podcast ACC. You can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns. The longest email address known to man. Basketball Conference Podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. You can find us on iTunes, run Spotify, all those good places you go find your podcasts. And Mike, where else can the people find us on the social Facebook, medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference, rate, review, find all of our podcasts there. Please do. We're on Instagram at BC Podcast ACC. We're posting weekly uh, picks graphics done by uh, our wonderful producer, Scott. He's joined us for like six weeks and made us a million times better than we ever were for like the first six years of the show. So that's been a, a positive addition. Huge. We appreciate the, the support from him. Huge. Huge. Mike, anything else? Did I forget anything? You did not. I think we're good. Scott, anything else? Uh, one last thing. If you have any suggestions for short uh, view content, we're putting together different shorts and Instagram clips. So let me know. Hit us up. All right. Appreciate it. You guys uh, enjoy the games. We will talk again soon. Yep. All right. Well, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, producer Scott, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC.